Thank you this morning because your presence is mighty in our midst. I can feel the tangible presence of the living God in this place. Lord, as your word come, let it change us. Let your word open our eyes that there is light and we know what to do. We have clarity. We have instructions. We have reproof. We have correction. Through your word. Let your word go deep. And do a surgery in our heart. And begin to unearth The hidden secrets in our heart. And begin to address those issues. We need to be addressed. Father, we thank you. Let your presence overtake this place right now. We give no room for the enemy of it. We take authority over every force of darkness. And we declare now that they have no right here. This atmosphere is secure by the presence of God. And the atmosphere of my listeners online is secure. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Merry Christmas, everyone. <laughs> Please make sure you talk to someone around you and tell them Merry Christmas. We're still in the celebration. <laughs> Amen. Thank you. Please. Um, thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Um, I want to thank everyone for making it. I know it's, uh, it's a tough time. So many people have traveled. Some people are still around. And they, they've decided to watch online. <laughs> because uh, they want to spend more time with their family. And we understand that. Please don't feel guilty. Uh, if you want to spend time with your family, we get it. Praise God. Family is very important. Amen? Family is very important. In fact, family first. Okay? God, then family. So if you can gather with your family, it's still fine. Praise God. Alright, so we want to talk about why did Jesus come? Why? And I call it the mission. The mission. You know, what is the mission? The mission is what, what is the agenda? What do you want to do? Praise God. What do you want to do? How are you doing what you want to do? So what is the mission? Amen. So why? Why did Jesus come? 
Why did Jesus come? So we're going to do a bit of history, which we're not doing detail, but just summary. I think I, I think it was the time we did something when we did blood with something in detail about the history of how we came. But I'm just going to brush through that, and I trust God that uh, you will be blessed this morning. Amen. Let's go back to Genesis. The earth was without form. God said, let there be light, and there was light. God created the firmament, created the, the trees, the rivers, divided all the creation. And then he made man. Praise God. And he gave man instruction. He said, God is a God of instruction. Praise God. And that is why, as children of God, you need to always wait for instruction. The, the plan and purpose of God are in instructions. Your success that have God are embedded in instructions. Sometimes those instructions don't make sense. But follow the instructions. That's what brings you into your inheritance. And if you disobey the instructions, you open up the door for Satan. Hallelujah. The Bible says, is he that breaks what? The head that the serpent bites. Instructions. Very key. So God gave Adam and Eve instruction. Now, hope you know that Adam represented mankind. You know, I struggled when I was, you know, a young Christian, and one of the struggles was that I can't say because Adam sinned, me to an acid. My Adam, Adam is different now. <laughs> Adam is different now. Adam is his own. I can't say because Adam sinned, me to have now sinned. You know, but how to explain that is that at least some of us know that. If you were born in the let me give you an example in the Ebola land where they still do sukkah system, although that is being abolished. If you were born into an Osu family, you know what they call Osu Ume. I don't know how many of you know it. Always, uh, they, they were outcasts, yes, outcast. What is the history? They were slaves who were who were bought to attend the gods to the uh, shrine and all, all that. So they had a different where they lived, and they were not supposed to intermarry or mingle with the with the people. Just like what you have in Israel, where you have the Jews and the Samaritans or the non-Jews, the Gentiles. They were not supposed to mingle with each other. So that is exactly what we have. So you were born into an Osusis family. You inherited the Osu. You were not on Osu. But because you were born into that, what happens? Automatically, you became... So, that Adam had mankind because every other human being was going to come through that. So, by the sin of Adam, 
the human race was corrupted. Praise God. So, Adam sinned. The devil came and what? Deceived Eve. So, how did the devil deceive him? Lies. And you know what the devil does? He takes the truth and then he mixes it up. And that is, that we call it seduction. Sedition. You know, when people take the truth and then they wrap it. They take, if the content is a lie, but they carry the truth and wrap it in so that you are deceived. I cannot see the lie, but you see it and it looks like the truth. That's why the Bible said that the devil masquerades himself as what? The angel of light. But he is not. So he wears the clothing of light. But he is not. His true nature is not. Deception. And that's what the devil is doing today. That's his characteristics. And that is why the Bible says we should test every word, every spirit. Don't be naive. In this season and time, these are the end times. And the devil has gone out in full force, deceiving many people. There are a lot of places today that looks good, that looks cool on the outside. And you not notice that this is deception. Something else. Praise God. You know, I, I, I was having a discussion with um, somebody that was working for us. You know. And so, so he was, we got into talk and he was like, sir, that somebody was preaching to him and all that. I said, ah, it's good now. Somebody to preach to you. So have, are you not born again? Why, not, why don't you want to give your life to Christ? Say, bros, church don't cast. <laughs> Say, bros, church don't cast. He said, COVID-19, don't, don't cast church. I said, no, it's not possible. Church cannot cast. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> you know, because he had had an experience of what he thought was light. And somehow, his eyes is open to see that the light he thought was not light at all. Praise God. And that's, that's the devil. The devil masquerades himself as the angel of light. That was exactly how the devil was able to deceive Eve and got Eve into what? Taking the fruit. Going against God's instruction. It's the same way. He deceives us into going against God's instructions. Praise God. So how are we being deceived today? To going against God's instruction by painting things, you look at things, so they look so sweet, they look so. Do you understand my point? That business, the money is so good, but in it is some level of compromise. Praise God. It's some level of compromise. But is the money good? Yeah. And that's what the devil will flash on your face. This money will change your life. Once you get this money, it's going to change your life. Now, he hides that aspect. Praise God. He, he hides that aspect.
prospect of compromise from you. And then until you enter. When you now enter and you have compromised, the devil will now come back and say, look at you and you call yourself a child of God. You. You of all people. See how you have messed up. God cannot forgive you. In fact, you are going to hell because of this thing you have done. And in the first place, he was the one that told you, just do it. Look at the money. Amen. Praise God. And that is why we should what? Test every spirit. Praise God. So Adam sinned, and because of Adam's sin, mankind went outside the will of God. Outside the plan of God. And look at when God came to have fellowship with Adam, what happened? Adam went and hid himself. And the Bible said that they sowed figs from trees and tried to cover themselves. They were using leaves to cover themselves. They now saw that they were naked. They were using leaves to cover themselves. What is that leaf in our time? You know, when you sin and when you go against God's will, sometimes you try to cover it. How? By rationalizing it. You know, it's, it's not that bad. You know, I didn't know. Or you find an excuse. There's always an excuse to give. Praise God. You try to rationalize it. You say, after all, everybody's doing it. He say, even the pastors are doing it, so. He <laughs> say, are you holy? Why are you judging me? Thou shalt not judge. <laughs> you know, we find all kinds of scriptural excuses to give our sin. But you see, one thing I've always told myself, I said, enough of all these things. Be sincere to yourself. You can't deceive people, but you can't deceive God. You can't deceive maker. Praise God. I am always sincere. I like to be sincere to myself. I like to tell myself the truth. Hallelujah. I like to tell myself the truth. Praise God. So, that's what happens. We try to sow figs to cover. We try to sow figs. Alright? To cover ourselves. Amen? To cover our, you know, mistakes. But it's not enough. So, I, see, listen, I'm just saying this. If you are here, you are covering things. Alright, try to rationalize things. Stop. It will help you. Go to God. Praise God. Go to God directly. Seek Him directly. Don't rationalize. Don't try to talk yourself into a place of comfort. Go to Him. Amen? That's what Adam and Eve did. They started hiding. They were looking for a place to hide. They were trying to run away from God. And God shouted, Adam! And he said, and that is why the responsibility is upon man 
if you are a man, you have a lot of responsibility. I know that these days, masculinity is endangered. Gradually, they are, they are beating down men now. So much that a lot of men have, are now becoming women. Let me begin It is now a fashion. So men, in fact, the women now are men who are now feminine. But you see, God created the different genders for purpose. There is a reason God created masculinity. There is a reason God created femininity. Alright? And every one has their roles and purpose. But you see, for the, the responsibility was upon the man. And that's why God called the man and said, Adam, where are thou? It's when you sin, you go outside the presence of God. And God is not asking for you. And the thing is that God will always come for us. Hallelujah. That's the thing. He's a loving father. He would always come for us. God came for them and said, I need the fellowship. I'm missing the fellowship we have. Adam, where are you? But what did Adam do? The same thing. Adam started complaining. How is where are you and the woman you gave me? What is the correlation? Is that the answer to the question? <laughs> That's not the answer to the question. <laughs> Adam, where are you? He started blaming God. God, it is the woman you gave me. <laughs> That's not the answer to the question. Adam didn't answer to the question. Adam did not answer the question. <laughs> and that's what happens most times when we sing. We don't answer the question. Rather, we deflect. We complain. We blame other people. Praise God. And God, God is not interested in who caused it, why it happened. Did it happen? Yes. Go to him. And his mercies will save you. Because the more you try to deflect, you are setting yourself up for the devil to deal with you. Hallelujah. So, that's it. Adam's sin, they sowed fig tree to cover their sin, but it was not enough. That's Genesis chapter 3, verse 7 to 8. We will not read it, but we just, I just, I'm just giving you the scripture reference and then we'll, we'll, we'll let her go into the scripture for the day. And then, but when God saw it, God said, this, this is not enough, Adam, this is not enough. And God said, okay, I know what I'm going to do. That was when God killed the first animal. The first record of an animal being killed was after Adam and Eve sinned. Praise God. What did God do? God killed an animal, spilled the blood. That was the first time he brought it for Adam and Eve. God spilled the blood of an animal and took the animal skin and what covered them. From that day. And what was the principle? The principle, the Bible said that in, in Hebrew chapter 9, 22, it said, without the shedding of blood, there is no word. Remember sin. So there was need for a blood to be shed. And the blood was shed. And by the shedding of blood, Adam and Eve were covered. So the fig tree covering 
or the tree, the leaf of the tree covering was not enough. God had to make a covering for them. Praise God. And since that time, the human, sorry, the animal, the, the, sorry, the mankind was now under that condemnation of Satan. There is now the requirement for animal sacrifice for sin. Amen. That wasn't the original plan of God. But that was the provision that God made. Now, these animal sacrifices were not perfect because we, it had to be repeated over and over again. People have to come back again to get another sacrifice done every time. People have to come back again to get another sacrifice done. Amen. Now, this continued for many years. And then the prophecies started coming. That there will be an end to this animal sacrifice. One lamb will now be sacrificed that will end all the sacrifices. The prophecies started coming in the Old Testament. And the children of Israel were waiting. When will this thing come? You know how, you know what it's like. Amen. You know what it's like that when each time you sin, you have to go and get a ram or a goat and they kill. I know some people they will be killing like thirty rams every day <laughs> because of the level of their sin. <laughs> Praise God. You know the animal sacrifice was regular, and that's why. The children of Israel were uh, 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 pastorals. They, they have animals. They read animals because they had to use it every time to kill. You know, and somebody was like, why? why? There was a kid, uh, you know, um, Cain and Abel. You know, those days in, 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 in our Sunday school, they said the reason why Cain's sacrifice was rejected because he brought spoiled fruits. <laughs> I don't know how many of you were taught that. He brought spoiled fruits to sacrifice to God while Abel came with the fat animal. But that's not true. <laughs> that's not true. That's, the Bible did not say that. The Bible did not say that Cain brought spoiled fruits. But the reason why Abel's sacrifice was accepted because Abel entered into the plan of he understood what god required what was required of him what god required was an animal sacrifice not fruits so the animal sacrifice that's why you see it's not just what you are doing some people are busy but they are not doing what god wants them to do what makes you acceptable is doing what god wants you to do not that you are busy. Are you listening to me this morning? It's about doing what God wanted to do. Abel sacrificed according to the to the to what is required. He understood what is required, and he sacrificed according to what is required. And that was why the Bible said, uh, when 
when Cain was complaining, what did God tell, tell Cain? He said, if you had done well, will you not be accepted? That means there was no preference. It wasn't because Abel was preferred to Cain. Is somebody understanding what I'm saying now? It wasn't because God likes me better than you. There is no preference with God. Is he that meets the requirement that gets the result. There are principles that God has set. And when you follow them, you get the result. Irrespective of who you are. God is not a respecter of a man. Irrespective of who you are. Irrespective of your background. Irrespective of who your father, mother, uncle, whatever. Where you are. Are you Asian, black, white, brown? blue whatever color if you follow the requirement of god you get the same result hallelujah abel understood what is required of him and he followed the sacrifice there was no sacrifice of fruits where did cain get that from where did cain get that from hallelujah even if he was a farmer he understood that the sacrifice that is required is animal sacrifice. And that's what he's supposed to do. Hallelujah. It's God. So, Abel got the requirement. Made the right sacrifice. And he was accepted. Praise God. So, all through the Old Testament, the blood sacrifice was established. It was required to sacrifice. And then the prophecies came that there would be one lamb of God that would be sacrificed. And that would suffice. Then there would no, there would no longer be need for all the many sacrifices. That was God. So, you can imagine the anticipation for the Messiah. The anticipation was high. Because people were frustrated. There was no way out. In, out, in, out, out and in every day. People went to the temple. To sacrifice. Rigorous sacrifices. For payment of their sin. And the prophecies came. One lamb of God will now be sacrificed that will get for all the sacrifices and there will not be any need. How many of you know that we are favored? This is our generation. I thank God that you gave birth to me in this generation. Like him this time. You can imagine if you were in the days of David, them all that, you know, the level of animal sacrifices that you have to go through. But Jesus came once and for all and why did jesus come praise god why did jesus come why did jesus come it was love that brought him hallelujah the bible says for god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten song a sacrifice amen there's a song that says it wasn't easy it wasn't easy. It wasn't easy. 
But it was warfare. Hallelujah. It was the greatest sacrifice that was ever made. God himself came in the form of man and paid the ultimate price to deliver man because he saw the pain. He saw all that men went through. Some of us can't relate to it now because we were not in that generation. But when you read through the scriptures, you can see all that they had to go through to be, to be free from sin. So why did Jesus come? Jesus came so that by sacrificing himself on the cross of Calvary, once and for all, your sins are no longer counted. Once and for all, that you are no longer under the bondage of the enemy. You are no longer under the bondage of Satan. By the one sacrifice on the cross of Calvary. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. So someone had to die. That the Bible called him the second Adam. You know, one of the things also I struggle those days to understand what how will the death of one man just the same way we are talking about the sin of one man became the sin of all. How then will the death of one man? Become the death of all. It's difficult for the people to get. I remember somebody was told a story of a of uh, someone that, that came to a man of God and he said, "I want to give my life to Christ in 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 a, in a very local area." I said, "I want to give my life to Christ." And this man of God told him, "You want to give your life to Christ?" He said, "Do you understand what you're doing?" He said, "Yes." You know. Show him the word of God, explain everything to him, taught him. The guy said, Yes, I'm ready to give my life cry. And the man of God said, Okay, because you believe, and led him through the, the, the confession of faith and everything. And the guy was like, Is that all? He said, Yes. He said, Pastor, I don't understand. This is too simple. I was thinking how you would give me some, some things to do to pay for all the sins I've committed. And the man said, all your sins have been paid for in Christ. So, let me tell you something. You too, that's why the Bible says, examine yourself to see whether you are in the Lord. You need to examine yourself. The Bible said that in that day there will be what? Surprises. Why? Would there be surprises? That means some people actually thought that they were in the Lord, but they were not in the Lord. Is somebody getting me? If the, if the Bible said that some people came and they were claiming, and God said, Depart from me, you workers of iniquity, I know you not. And they said, Lord, we, we did this in your name, we did that in your name, and he said, I don't know you. Does it mean that there are people who are doing this in the name of God that on that day will be surprised? 
When I got up yesterday in secondary school, it was a boarding school. So, and I think that was 1997, March 1997. And that's my final year in secondary school. Praise God. So, we were, we, we, we were zealous for God. So, we're going for evangelism. We're going for evangelism. We'll go for evangelism to talk to people about Jesus and everything. So, I went to one house guy that was selling is in the north so i went to one house guy that was selling a provision and i was preaching to him and i was telling him about jesus and everything i know what the guy told me he looked at me and said are you born again i said yes he said how do you know you are born again i was taking off my feet i was looking at him he said okay if the rapture place now are you going to go to heaven I said, I don't know. <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. I said, I don't know. It was like, you don't know? Yes, I don't know. I don't know whether uh, I will go. He said, so, so you don't know. Why are you preaching? Why are you telling me that? I said, you see, as far as I don't sin before rapture take place or before I die, but if I sin before rapture take place, I will not go to heaven. But that's why I cannot tell you now whether I can go to heaven or not because I don't know whether I will sin before rapture will take place. <laughs> and you know that was what we were taught those days. Praise God! That was what we were taught. We were taught that. If a man, you know, I think it was taken from somewhere in Jeremiah. I, I, I don't have the scripture now. Somewhere in Jeremiah or so in the Old Testament. When said, when a man sins, all his righteousness are forgotten. And when a man commits an act of righteousness, all his sins are forgotten. So it was about who is righteous and who. So it was about works. Praise God. So it was about works. If you do the work of righteousness today, your sins are on the. Uh, it's, so it's about which one weighs higher than the other. And you know, some people believe that today, that what the judgment day is that God is going to weigh your righteous deeds and your sinful deeds. So what some people are doing is that they are making sure that their righteous deeds is higher than their sinful deeds. So they can, if they commit three, three righteous acts, they make sure that they don't commit all three sins. So that when you weigh the two, anyone that's higher, so that's how they get to heaven. And all we thought, praise God, praise God. And I left that day more confused from evangelism. I left more confused. I came back 
to the hostel and I was like, God, so I, I don't even know whether I'm going to heaven or not. <laughs> Praise God. But that is not, that's not the gospel. Hallelujah. That is not the gospel of Jesus. The moment you give your life, now, I'm not talking about going to church. I'm not talking about being religious. I'm not talking about doing the things of God. I'm not talking about that you are born in a Christian home. That's not what I'm talking about. That day you make up your mind. I'm not just, you know, I, I was telling people, before I gave my life to Christ, I gave my life to Christ up to 20 times. Because I tell those days, as young age, every crusade, when they say, hey, are you going to go to hell? If you don't give your life to Christ, you will go to hellfire. I say, hey, hellfire, I cannot go to hellfire, please. Jesus, come and take my life. <laughs> Before I go to hellfire, take my life. And I will rush out and give my life to Christ. The next day, I will go and, as a young, a teenager, will go and do all the things we'll do. And then we'll come out again. Have you given your life to Christ? I say, no, <laughs> because... <laughs> That one I gave before, I've lost. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. Now, you see, that is not the gospel of Jesus. That's not the gospel. And that is why the gospel needs to be taught correctly. So that people can genuinely and correctly give their lives to Jesus. is the gospel? The good news that Jesus died for your sin. That you no longer need to pay for your sin. He paid for it all. That if you can believe the Lord Jesus with your heart and confess him as your Lord and personal Savior with your mouth, you shall be saved. So how do I do that? It means that it is not a lip service. It's something that comes from what? The heart. It's something that comes out of understanding. So Jesus came because he loved us. The Bible said, for love's sake, he came. That we who, who were an outcast, that we who were alienated, will be brought close, will become sons. Of the kingdom. So how do I give my life to Christ? I believe in Jesus. Sincerely from my heart. And then I confess him as my Lord and personal Savior. And Jesus. Comes into my heart. So how do I know. I have given my life to Christ. I will tell you how I knew. When I genuinely finally gave my life to Christ. In 1997. What happened to me. Was that the things could do freely before I saw that I wasn't really, I couldn't do them freely again I saw that I lost the desire the taste for sin did I have I committed sin since then yes, well, plenty but sin was no longer my nature, glory to God Sin was no longer, I was no longer comfortable in sin. And that is why, you know, when, when uh, uh, people say grace, 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 that, uh, you know, in grace, you can, and, and because they say because of grace, so they can sin. And God is merciful, that God will forgive them. I say they are not born again. 
Are you hearing me? They may be in church. They may be pastors. They may be anything. But if they are comfortable in sin, in the name of grace, they are not born again. And that, those are the people that will be surprised that day. Because they will say, we did all this in your name. But God said, I don't, you're not there. Your names are not written. Because what writes your name is the heart. Immediately you give your life to Jesus from your heart, sincerely to him. Your names are written. So any man whose heart has not come to Christ, no matter the acts, no matter the, the position they occupy, they are not recognized in heaven. Are you hearing me now? And that is why no man who has truly given... The Bible said that, that, that you cannot continue in sin. It's not, it's not possible. If anybody has given their life to Christ and they're comfortably sin, it's not possible. Something is missing. Are you hearing me now? Something is not right. They have not truly... Because if you have truly given your life to Jesus, sin no longer is your nature. Hallelujah. Sin is no longer what? Your nature. Will you commit sin? Yes. Definitely. As humans, the weakness of man, you are going to have times where you are tempted. But it's not in your nature. Because immediately, you would recognize that I have gone wrong. I have missed it here. And you begin to make that amend. You begin to take the you begin to return back to your savior. But if you are comfortable, oh God, you have not, you are not born again. Don't deceive yourself. You need to go and come back and give your life to Jesus. Jesus needs to own your heart. Because if Jesus has truly entered your heart, your nature has changed. Something about you is no longer comfortable with sin. And that's why Jude said, he said, they were, is it Jude or told John now? That says, he said, they left because they were not with us in the first place. If they were with us, they would not have that. Because it's not possible for you to live if you are with us. It's not possible. No, nothing can take away the heart that Jesus has taken. Oh, Shia. If you're saying the devil is capable to take away the heart that Jesus has taken, what you're saying is that Jesus is not helpful enough to keep what he has. And the sacrifice of Jesus is one and for all. The Bible said there, are, there is no more any other sacrifice. It is once and for all. And by that sacrifice, any man who believes is saved. You are saved. So the question is not about who is going to heaven and not going to heaven. The moment to give a life to Christ, heaven is already sure deal. What we're talking about now is the work you are going to do for the kingdom of God. Praise God. Because if the reason God saved you was to go to heaven, then immediately you are saved. 
kills you. And then you go to heaven. No, heaven is not the reason God saved you. I want to bust your bubble now. Because a lot of people are saying, heaven, 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 heaven. Heaven is not the reason God saved you. The reason God saved you is through his work, the kingdom. There is a work for you to do. He saved you to become his ambassador on earth. To do the work of the kingdom. And that's why, for those who are waiting for heaven to come, there was a time I was like, I was waiting. When will heaven come? But did heaven know the Greek come? I have to tell myself there is more. This is that heaven. Because after you've been to expecting heaven, expecting heaven. Because of that, you don't want to walk. Because of that, you don't want to marry. There are people that want to marry. They say, Why am I getting married? When will I think to go to heaven very soon? <laughs> it was a different case for my younger sister, one of my small sister. <laughs> the direct younger one to Sylvester. Chidima. One day I was preaching to her and I was telling her, you know, then, then I was telling her, like, heaven is coming. That God is going to come. The earth is going to work. Rapture is coming. Rapture is coming. She started crying. I was like, Nee, why are you crying? He said, he said bro, bro, please, oh, let, not, let, rapture cannot come. I said, what is the problem? Why, why don't you want rapture to come? He said, I'm not yet married. <laughs> She was very small. He said, ah, I'm not yet married. I want to marry first now before I don't come. <laughs> I'm not sure she's married with two children. <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. One day I will tease her. I will say, are you ready for rapture now? <laughs> because that was the reason why you, you don't want rapture to happen. Now, but what we're saying is that the reason God saved you is not for rapture. It's not to go to heaven. God saved you and brought you to the knowledge of the truth so that you can do his work. He's recruiting soldiers on the earth. God is about kingdom. Hallelujah. It's about kingdom. It's about territories. He's recruiting you to expand his territories. To do his work on the earth. And that is why if you are not doing the work of God on the earth, yeah, something is missing. Something is missing. You are not fulfilling your purpose. Stop waiting for heaven. And start working for God. And start asking God, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? I know some of my friends who, who, who have been waiting for heaven, waiting for heaven those days. Every day we are praying, oh God, let rapture take place. I'm telling you the truth. That was our prayer. Lord, let rapture take place. When you come to collect your people, remember me. Oh, ha! That was the song. How many of you said the song? Eternal, eternal life. So that was the only thing we were after. We wanted to go to heaven. We were tired of the earth. You know, most times people are praying for heaven. And people will when this is hard. <laughs> oh man. When, when that's also Gary, they shout. Uh, things are very difficult. In fact, Gary, Gary is a big man food server. <laughs> please come. You pray for heaven. You say, go heaven, please come. And that was why yeah, I was in that season of my life when, when, uh, Somebody came and they threatened me that 
a prophetess was in village that said that came to my father said the first son of this house, the first son of this house, they should come and meet her. That the death, 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 death. So my cousin called me. I said, bro, they say that is in your house, oh, you need to go and meet prophetess. I said, ah, ah, why did death not come? I don't they wait for us. <laughs> I told him, I told my cousin, I said, please, this death has wasted too, too long. I don't wait for her, wait for her. I don't want to be suicide. <laughs> Make it come fast. My brother said, hey, they, have, they don't get you. <laughs> what are you talking about? I said, go and tell the prophet that I'll be waiting for the death. <laughs> Praise God. When suffer hits you, ah, you want to go to heaven. <laughs> but you see, the reason God saved you is not to go to heaven. Jesus did not come so that you will go to heaven. Hello? Jesus came. There is a war going on. People don't understand. There's a war. It's a war between the kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of light. The kingdom of darkness are recruiting their soldiers. The kingdom of light is recruiting its soldiers. Hope you know. It's going on as we speak. In fact, it's becoming intense in our time. And that is why, as believers, don't, don't just be naive. Don't just be naive. It's a war. Are you hearing me? It's a war. It's fought. The devil is fighting with the media. The devil is fighting with the government. It's a war. All that is, they target you to get frustrated so you don't suffer. To recruit you into the kingdom of goodness. And that is why, as believers, we need to come up. The church needs to rise. Enough of all this disunity in the church. The church needs to rise and begin to recruit people for the kingdom of God. It's a war. The kingdom of darkness is doing everything to recruit his soldiers. The kingdom of God is also doing everything to recruit soldiers. So when you come into Christ, you are coming as the soldier of God. Hallelujah. You are coming as an ambassador to work for the kingdom of God. And let me tell you, if you understand your purpose... And your role, God going to furnish you with all the resources you need. Resources will not be the problem for you. God will equip you. That's the same way the devil equips his people. I hear to if you want to join, is it Illuminati and all that? What? Oh boy, they come money, they will hit you. It's the same thing when you come into the kingdom. God begin to organize you to preach the gospel. I see billionaires in this place. And the resources God is going to give you is not for pleasure. It's for his work. It's for his mission. But the challenge is that you are not ready. You are still thinking about bread and butter. It's time you begin to increase your mindset and begin to think about the kingdom. Begin to think. When you start thinking about the kingdom of God, and you start, you start asking God, what would you want me to do for your kingdom? Everything begins to change for you. I'm telling you the truth. That's my story. When it goes beyond just you, and you're thinking about the kingdom of God, how do I get more territory? How do I get more people? Oh, I've been recruited to recruit more. How do I recruit more people for the kingdom of God? Resources you need, heaven will channel it towards you. 
God will command resources and they begin to gather around you. And you see, if you begin to have more than enough to do the work you need to do. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So why did Jesus care? He came to raise an army. He came to forgive you your sins that you don't have to bog yourself and sacrifice anymore. Just that, so that you can become a regular for others in the kingdom. Your mission is not to heaven. Your mission is on earth. If not, why would Jesus say, let thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven? But I'm saying, let it go to heaven. We are here to bring the kingdom on the earth. Is somebody listening to me this morning? You are on earth for the kingdom's sake. For the kingdom's sake. The battle is getting intense out there. The battle is getting intense out there. The enemy is recruiting his people every day. Go to the media space. And that is why believers have slept enough. It's time for us to rise. I'm sorry. I'm happy with what is happening in America. I've been following the American politics and I'm happy with the way believers are rising in America. People's eyes are getting to open that God is being destroyed in America. It has now become a crime to say you are a Christian. They don't see you like one useless person. It's time for us to rise. The church of Jesus will march on. The gate of hell shall not prevail. The charlatans, the false prophets, will be exposed. And they will get out of the way. But the ritual of God are coming upon. This kingdom will be expanded. More territories will come. But we need to apply our heart to wisdom. And begin to do what we need to do. And begin to do the work of him that sent us. And to finish it. Amen. Can we be on our feet as we begin to thank God for Jesus. Thank God that Jesus came. Thank God that Jesus came. Thank you Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In Luke chapter 4, from verse, 20, from verse 14 to 21, he said, Then Jesus returned to Galilee, filled with the Holy Spirit power. Report about him spread quickly through the whole region. He taught regularly in their synagogue and was praised by everyone. When he came to the village of Nazareth, his boyhood home, he went as usual to the synagogue on the Sabbath and stood up and read the scriptures. The scroll of Isaiah, the prophet, was handed to him. He unrolled the scroll and he found the place where it was written. The spirit of the Lord is upon me for he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim that captives be released and bind 
and the blind will see and the oppressed will be set free and the time of the lord's favor has come he rolled up the scroll handed it back to the attendant and sat down all eyes in the synagogue looked at him intently then he began to speak to them the scriptures you have just heard has been fulfilled this very day hallelujah hallelujah jesus came to bring good news and what is that good news that you are free that you no longer require the animal sacrifices for the remission of your son the captives are released that the blind can see that the oppressed will be set free that the time of the lord's favor has come begin to thank him begin to thank jesus thank him he's the reason for the season appreciate him father we give you glory thank you jesus thank you jesus we give you all the glory thank you lord thank you lord thank you lord jesus thank you father thank you for coming thank you because you saved us you delivered us from shame today we are one with god we have access to the father because of jesus christ we have access to the father because of jesus christ thank you jesus i appreciate him i appreciate him i appreciate him appreciate him thank you lord jesus appreciate the king of glory give him praise oh give him praise if all i say is jesus 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 it's more than enough yeah. if all i say is jesus 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 it's more than enough if all i say is jesus say if all i say It's more than no. If all I say is Jesus, yeah. If all I say is Jesus, 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 it's more than enough. If all I say is Jesus. If all I say is Jesus, 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 we have a name. Jesus, the smarter, the name that is above every other name. The Bible says, at the mention of that name, every knee must bow. 
at the mention of that name every knee must pass begin to call upon the name of jesus right now over every matter in your life he came now we'll be free this because he came we are free because he came we are free appreciate him father we thank you we give you praise lord thank you father 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 we come as ambassadors we come as soldiers that you have recruited for your kingdom by your coming we have authority we have access thank you thank you use us for your glory lord use us for your kingdom lord. let your name be glorified we worship you king of glory thank you father in jesus mighty name we pray father we thank you this morning for your word and i declare over all my listeners that they begin to see clearly what they need to do for the kingdom that there is clarity of vision they understand their calling they understand the purpose of the coming of jesus even clearer and they know what jesus want them to do and they go about it to finish the work and i pray oh god as we round up the year we will see the end of the year and we'll see the beginning of a new year in the name of jesus christ lord it's not late for miracles in the few days remaining from this year you can change our story you can change our life for good and we declare we would experience your hand in these few days remaining we will experience the mighty hand of god in these few days remaining in the name of jesus christ we will testify in jesus name thank you father thank you god in jesus mighty name we pray Amen. God bless you.